Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the number one Giants YouTube show, at least in my house. Shelter on base, Anthony, Carmen, Cole, Therese, and I think I did that in alphabetical order. You did? did? I? I think I did. All right. <laughs> but it's not about us. It's about our guest, top Giants pitching prospect. I can say top, or one of the yes. top, right? Yes. I, I can say that. Sean <laughs> Jelly. Welcome, Sean Jelly, to the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. The nice um, thing about the Zoom call is we actually all look the same height as Sean. So... I'm going to get all the way to the top of my color if you want. I can try and make myself taller. <laughs> so, John, when I first talked to you, we had to sit in chairs because I'm 5'1", and it would just look like you were being interviewed by a small child. So, <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that. We did sit down for <laughs> So the one thing that Giants Twitter does know and love about you is your height. You're 6'11", 7? What, what, are, what are you? Somewhere in there. I, I officially got measured at 6'11 and a half. So I had 6'11", 7 foot, anywhere in between. Just yeah. tall. I feel like once you hit six five ish, you just stop keeping track. It's like getting older <laughs> on your birthdays. You're just like it's all the same. Yeah, you just you just classified as tall at that point. That's about it. So uh, one thing we've been asking a lot of our guests during this quarantine, we've all kind of picked up things or trying to learn things, n do new things. I'm I'm watching a lot of Netflix. Carmen is doing a lot of Animal Crossing. I know that. Uh, what's one thing that maybe you're doing, you've perfected, you have time now to do uh, now that we're all staying home during this quarantine? What's the one thing that you've been up to? Um, probably just trying to lower my handicap, to be honest. Try and get out on the golf course and just, I'm not any good, so there's really no point in trying to lower it. It's just getting out of the house and trying to enjoy the weather and just golf. I love doing it, but I suck at it, but it's still fun. Well, good Probably. for you because uh, Therese lives in Pebble, and maybe she oh, has wonderful. a hookup. Yes, I. Well, I mean, do you have a hookup into the actual course, or you just live near it? Uh, I might. I might know some somebody that runs the course. Her husband. Oh, runs I, mean, the course. I think that's a pretty good connection. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's <laughs> a fair trade off. We'll get job in this interview, and maybe we'll get you out here. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Come on the show, get a free round of golf. I think we need to start doing this. We need to start doing this more. Yes. I'll, I mean, I'll talk that's, to John. <laughs> if that's a slogan, you, might, you be, better be ready to pay up because a lot of people are going to take you up on that. They're going to be begging <laughs> to get on. They know. <laughs> so you, you say you're bad. How bad are you? Uh, so my dad always told me the old adage, drive for show, putt for dough. I would never make any money playing golf. But you can drive. Some days. <laughs> so you're the happy Gilmore of the San Francisco Giants organization, essentially. Um, I'm not going to officially get a claim to that because I know we got some pretty good golfers in the organization. So uh, I won't say that. But if you guys want to say it, then uh, I guess go for it. Yeah. I'm saying. Who are, who are some of the other good golfers? Word on the street. Um, well, I know. Um, well, just like some of the guys in the minor league camp, uh, like one of my best friends is from San Jose, and he will probably see this in here, Pebble Beach, and, and actually try and take along. Uh, John Gavin, he's, he loves golfing. He loves being out on the course. So, uh, yeah, if, if you get any sort of, like, message or anything from him about trying to get on <laughs> Pebble Beach, yeah, that's, that's, this is 100% why, because he just – he will jump on that opportunity for sure. So, but I mean, there's, I mean, every guy for the most part, if, if the opportunity comes in, even if they're not a golfer, they just, we get an off day or something and it's just something to do and it's relaxing. It's, 
a little bit of camaraderie too and competition. So it's, it's actually pretty nice. So you might be bad at golf, but I think you'll be pretty good at the lightning round and that's going to be Carmen. So yeah. Carmen. We'll, see. we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. Let's see if you can just answer off the top of your head. So some of these are this or that, and then some of these are just whatever is at the top of your mind, just say it. And if you feel like you need to justify an answer, we will allow it. So Perfect. feel free if you, you have to caveat something, we will accept that answer. So Sounds are you ready, Sean Jelly? Yes. Wait. Okay. Yeah. We'll start off easy. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. All right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah, Cole can help you out with that. Like, yeah, we it's, that one's not hard. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of shade to cats, but you know, I love dogs too. I'll take uh, it. <laughs> movies or TV shows? Movies. Thanksgiving or Christmas? Oh, Thanksgiving. Absolutely Thanksgiving. <laughs> not even, like, yes. That. Like, Thanksgiving, for me, Thanksgiving is Christmas with none of the responsibility of anything. You just, you just show up and you eat and that's it. Thank yeah, you. It's, just, it's great. Uh, yeah. Best Thanksgiving food. You have to tell me what you like the best. Ah, uh, boy. That's, wow. Um, this is actually probably more controversial than cats versus dogs. Um, <laughs> uh, my mom's stuffing is definitely up there. Yes, stuffing is the best. Probably, yeah, either the stuffing or mashed potatoes. I'm a sucker for mashed potatoes. That, that's, yeah, I'm going to go with those two. And your stuffing, does it have sausage in it or is it just like traditional? No, it's got sausage in it. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's a good answer. I'm like really, really liking the answers right now. So what about Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, but now Instagram is nothing but TikTok. So it's kind of one of the same. <laughs> That's so true. Why do people feel the need to post their uh, TikToks on Instagram? I don't understand. I have no do idea. you have a TikTok I, I yet? Vine. Vine is way better than TikTok ever was. So yes. Yeah, do you have a TikTok? No, no, and I don't understand how people are becoming so famous and making so much money from literally doing like two dances and not even that well. I think it's but, uh, being young and hot. That's usually helpful. I mean, in my own mind, I have some of those qualities, but I, I still <laughs> I don't see myself raking in all that cash, all that money. I mean, the the one girl is how famous does she become in all the talk shows and everything, and she literally just. Like she doesn't do anything. She just anyway. Maybe that's your next quarantine hobby. Yeah, that, no, that's definitely not. That's no, that's. Mm -mm. <laughs> well, that's no. definitely some people's uh, guilty pleasures. But what is your guilty pleasure? Um, golf is definitely one of them. But I have no problems hanging around the house, just doing nothing. Netflix, TV, whatever it is. Um, especially during the season, if I get a moment to just veg for however long I get, I'm going to jump on that because, you know, tra all the travel and just being at the field for so long, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. I love doing it, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in this field. But any chance I can get to just veg is I'm going to jump on that one for sure. Yeah, so you were built for quarantine, it sounds like. Yeah, but I, that, like a two-week quarantine was great. It was awesome. But now I'm just because it just feels like the off season. We just rolled in from off season right into another off season, and I just I miss it. I'm stir crazy. I I need some baseball back in my life real quick here. Well, we can ask you a baseball quick fire question. What is the weirdest thing you've ever seen at a minor league ballpark? Toastman. 
What is Toastman? Toastman. He's a super fan for the uh, in Charleston, West Virginia, for the uh, was it the Power? Is that the, still their mascot? Um, yeah. He, um, I mean, true baseball fan through and through, true baseball heckler. I mean, he gets into it. He's awesome. He gives a lot of energy to everybody. But he, like, when someone on our team strikes out, he puts toast in a toaster, burns it, and then tosses it into the crowd and says, you're burnt toast because you struck out. And he, uh, yeah. he. And I think he used to be the mayor of the town or something like that. Like, everybody knows him. And, yeah, that's – Probably the weirdest thing I've seen in a minor league field. That or in Stockton, we had a wild dog run onto the field. Oh, like an actual, like a coyote-ish thing? Yeah, no, not a coyote, like an actual dog, like a, a wild lost dog, whatever, just like sprinted through the front gate and just came onto the field. And we finally like corralled it out of the stadium through the, the big gate and it just finally left. Oh my gosh. Toast. I've never even heard burnt toast as an insult, but I guess it's an insult. <laughs> I I guess yeah for that guy yeah but I mean again he's he's a great fan of the game he just it's it's definitely a very unique experience to 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 witness that oh I have to add that to my bucket list what about your go-to game day meal food just any <laughs> food so if someone's serving it I'll I'll eat it um, yeah usually whatever's at the field is is pretty good and just food no wonder you like Thanksgiving so much. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're just telling me to eat? Okay, that's I have no problem with that. I know, given my thin body nature, um, that people don't really believe that because I can still hide behind a lamppost. But, um, <laughs> yeah, food, just I, I really don't care. Well, good. You should come over for dinner then at some point because, you know, it doesn't matter what you're eating, I guess. Uh, I'm, more, I'm more in tune to taking that offer than Pebble Beach, to be honest. I'm off the hook. <laughs> what about your go-to rain delay activity? Cards. What do you play? play? Um, we play, um, play a game called Pasoy and then another game called Pluck, Rummy, Spades, Hearts, whatever we're in the mood for that day. Just... Honestly, it's, it depends on who's willing to play with me because different guys like playing different games. So I like playing cards. It's easy to kill time, especially during a rain delay. Speaking of cards, have you met Tyler Heineman, who does magic tricks? Yeah. Oh, I've seen his tricks firsthand. It was, it was, it was a good time. He uh, picked on Joey Bart a little bit for his tricks. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, he, he showed us some tricks in front of the whole, uh, whole clubhouse during spring training. Yeah, pretty amazing. He showed us one too, and I my head exploded. He's pretty good. Yeah, it, he's really good. I mean, he, and he's just he's got the the personality, that charisma to be able to just like talk through it and keep you distracted. And it's, uh, no, it was, it was definitely very very impressive. Okay, what's a teammate? Who's a teammate that makes you laugh? John Gavin. You're, you're yeah, John Gavin. Oh yeah, the guy. The guy just. He, he, yeah, he, he just, he's very positive. So he just, even in the, the, the uh, down moments of going through the season, he just stays positive and he's always got something funny to say with it. And then finally, who, and the segues into our next topic, but who was the first person you called when you found out you were going to have George? My parents. Yeah, my mom and dad. Go? Yeah, for sure. My mom and dad, uh, absolutely. Who was the first non-family member, though? Uh, 
I don't know. I, I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday. Um, <laughs> was it John Gavin? <laughs> no, I know it wasn't him. Uh, it was actually, I do remember, because he was visiting in town um, when we found out it was one of my best friends from high school. Oh, there we go. Yeah. With that, Therese, you want to talk a little bit about parentage? Yeah, I guess I'm the most qualified person out of the group to talk about this, huh? Uh, <laughs> so welcome to Parents Corner, everybody. Take a seat. Um, <laughs> so, Sean, how are you holding up? You have a one and a half month old at home. Better yet, how is Caroline holding up? That's the real question. She's good. Um, she, for the last couple of weeks, you know, she got cleared to start kind of working out and going on runs and walks and she loves running. And so not being able to do that, it kind of got to her a little bit, but now she can get out and start running. And um, so she's, she's feeling a lot better. She's feeling good. She doesn't feel quite as cooped up because, you know, before, um, before he was born, it was, she was here for about three weeks of a, two weeks of a quarantine. And then she was really quarantined again, obviously once he was born and just, she couldn't really get out of the house. And now that she finally can, she's just, she's doing way better. So, so are you guys getting any sleep? How's that going? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, well, I, I can function pretty well on five, six hours of sleep as long as you give me a cup of coffee when I wake up. So it's not too bad. Uh, I don't mind, you know, when he wakes up at five in the morning, just going downstairs and again, making my cup of coffee and hanging out and doing whatever with him, getting, a, get, I can corrupt his mind at that time. There's no one else to <laughs> listen in. Um, so yeah, we're, we're getting good sleep. He's starting to sleep about five hours now, five, six hours. So yeah, a big, big step. As you know. <laughs> That's big, a big win. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to wake up every two hours to change your style. So now he'll, if we give him a a pretty big bottle right before he goes to bed, he'll sleep till about like five or six in the morning and then he'll go back again until about nine, nine thirty. And then, I mean, we're up by then. So yeah, he's starting to sleep longer, which is a big old blessing. What have you taken as like your task to be like the best helper dad are you diaper duty are you bottle cleaner guy like what have you taken on usually diapers because like obviously i can't feed them um that'd be pretty difficult um (laughs) so you know especially when it was you know up every two three hours you know for her i mean I, i was able to get a little bit more sleep and so i tried to be the first one up and take them downstairs and change every diaper because she was just so tired from having to get up with him and, and take care of that. So she's trying to step in there. And plus I, I, I don't mind the smells so much. Um, and we got one of those fancy diaper genies where you just slide it in and then you can just take them all out to the trash and it's not that big of a deal. So it's really not Di- diapers really are not, I mean, yeah, the, he blows out from time to time and it's pretty, <laughs> We've had some moments. I've I've been pooped on, um, as every parent has. It's a rite uh, of passage. It's a rite. Yeah, pretty much, really, it kind of is. Um, but it really, diapers are really not that bad. I don't know what everybody's so scared about. Well, it's been kind of a blessing in a sense because he was born when season was supposed to be underway. So, have you found this to be a little? fortunate even though like you are going stir crazy you are ready for baseball to start back up again but when you look back at all this this is 
How oh, do you reflect absolutely. on going into a pandemic a little bit? <laughs> I mean, everybody's everybody's just been like, oh my God, I can't believe you have baby hair. Like, pandemic and quarantine, that's got to be so awful. And it's like, oh, it's actually pretty great. It's probably better than life going on because, again, like, I can just, if he needs something, if Caroline needs something, like, we're there. And I mean, yeah, we're kind of getting spoiled a little bit with it, and, and he's getting a little spoiled, but. He's a baby. He's a month and a half old. Who cares? Like, what can truly? What can we really spoil him with? Um, and it's it's actually it's great. And it's it's gonna suck when something does start back up or you know life goes on because I mean for Caroline and I we haven't. I mean I go to the field and I haven't been apart from him or, or each other for more than like three hours, three four hours or something. So going to be we're, we're spoiling ourselves and it's going to suck to actually be apart from them for more than a day or a road trip or whatever it may be so this has absolutely been so fortunate absolutely been a blessing to just have all this time yeah I, I would think the better way to probably look at it is instead of it's sucking that it's going to change you've had a nice little segue that a lot of other players don't get to have like some especially ones that have kids during the season like you got to spend time in the early months with him and, and then you, you, you kind of transitioned back into your job. So that's a, yeah. that's a nicer, hopefully a better way of looking at it, but yeah, it definitely is for sure. Yeah. And what would you say that he, you know, he's been around for like a month and a half now, your biggest adjustment that you've had to make, even though you haven't had like practices or games or anything like that, has it been affecting your preparation for if and when season does start? No, it, it really hasn't in terms of that because I can go to our, our stadium for a double-A affiliate and I can go and I can th- – I mean, I throw into a, at the batting cage, so I don't necessarily have someone to throw with, and that's weird. But I can still go work out and get my running in, my throwing in. I, I can get everything in that I need to, so it's, it's really like I haven't missed too much, to be honest. Um, so, you know, having a, a baby right now in this situation hasn't really hindered me, but I'm one of the lucky ones that I get that facility and I get all that. I mean, I've seen guys buy PVC pipe and put a net on it and throw into a fence and do all these crazy things just to try and do something to stay. I mean, I, one of my old college teammates, all that he's done in, in Clearwater and all the gyms closed down. So he went to Home Depot and put cement into a bucket waited for it to dry and like that's his weight that's what he's been lifting so I mean it's just uh, I'm one of the very fortunate ones with the situation I have definitely uh for my last question are you hoping that he's gonna be a baseball player or at least a a Sean Jelly number one pitching fan (laughs) um I mean Obviously, I, I would love if he was, you know, the, the Sean Jilly number one pitching fan. I mean, that would, of course. That I've would, seen that his would. uniform already. He's already on track for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's 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 got some some gear to him. But uh, I mean, he, he I mean, it's gonna be cheesy to come off, but I'm sure as a parent, you can understand. Like, I don't really care what he does as long as he's happy. He finds something he's passionate about. If it's if it's baseball, then like great, obviously. But you know, my my big fear is, you know. He just does baseball because of me, and I push him to that. So, you know, walking that balance is, is going to be difficult, and I'm going to succeed and fail at it at times. But, you know, if he wants to, like, Caroline's super into tennis. He wants to be a tennis player. Like, great. You love it? Do it. Be a tennis player. You want to do whatever you want. Like, do that. Just find something you like and be passionate about it and find a way to make a living out of it. 
with, I think with this mindset, you're already aware of that. I think your son's going to be well off. He's going to be fine. As long as you're open and you're cool with all this, he's going to, he's going to thrive in whatever it is that he finds. But I will offer a little advice because I do remember the first eight weeks where you just kind of like put your head in the sand and you don't resurface until, <laughs> until two months after the kid is born. As hard as times seem right now, two weeks from now, a month from now, this time is going to feel like nothing because you're on to the next hard thing. So just <laughs> keep it all in perspective and just remember like these little moments, they may seem hard, but they, they're moments and they don't always last. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I will. Thank you for that. All right. So I'll take the reins from there. <laughs> I was going to say, can we make this a little fun? <laughs> yeah. I have no insight into children, so I have no questions <laughs> child related. You have fur children. You have plenty of those. <laughs> yes, I got fur children, and I've got dreams of getting my tubes tied. <laughs> so, Sean, you may I, – I, I was just trying to riff off your name. I was thinking of a fun question I could ask you. And I know you already said you uh, kind of just generically blanket like food. But if you could describe to me your perfect dream sandwich, what would be on it? And would it be a peanut butter and jelly? I mean, you can't go wrong with a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You just, it, it's what we grew up on as kids, whether you had the crust cut off or not. Like I, I did as a kid, I couldn't eat crust. I was in that weird phase. I was one of those weird, I was, you can't go wrong with a good PB&J. Ideal sandwich, getting rid of PB&J. Um, just a, a classic, just a meat sandwich. So the, the nice, like soft Italian bread with some, um, honey cured ham, Ooh. peppered salami, pepperoni, provolone cheese, and some pastrami on top of that. And then you put the other slice of bread on it. And that if you want to get real fancy, meat. that is a lot yeah. of meat. Um, Triple like meat. The, the ends of breads, the loaf that nobody seems to eat unless you're feeding it to the ducks, which I mean, that's what we did. We just took the ends and gave it to the ducks because we didn't eat it. Um, you just put that in the middle of your sandwich as like a, I don't know, a buffer or something. You just you hide it in the sandwich. You don't even notice it. And then you, you eat the butt end of a, of a loaf and <laughs> no one notices. You don't feel like you're wasting bread. And that's that. I like it. That sounds awesome. Hide it in the sandwich. I mean, seriously, do it. Next time you make a sandwich, just put the butt end right in the middle of whatever. I mean, PB&J, you really got to load in like PB&J with it so you can kind of mask it because it's still bread, but it's it tastes different for whatever reason. I know you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it tastes um, like yeah. cardboard. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to go that far because it's still good <laughs> bread, but just hide it right in the middle, and that's it. Have you ever watched Friends? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the post-Thanksgiving sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you do that since you like Thanksgiving and apparently you put bread inside of bread? Uh, uh, no, the post-Thanksgiving sandwiches I just I make are the, just the classic ham in the, in, the, in the bread roll. Maybe a little bit of butter. Oh. A lot of butter. <laughs> uh, uh, Therese, Carmen, Anthony, what questions do you have for our guest? Um, I'll jump in. I have a question because I know this was your first spring training camp this this past spring training. Uh, mm -hmm. How was that for you? And like, what was the best part of it for you? It was great. I mean, obviously, you know, first big league camp, I'm going to remember those experiences forever. And um, I mean, I, I was there to, to be a sponge and just soak it all in, soak it all up to help me prepare for my start of this year. 
and just going forward, just keep going up and, and keep learning and progressing and growing. And that's exactly what I try to do. And that was just that in and of itself was a great experience, just soaking it all up. I mean, my locker was right across from Brandon Crawford's and a little bit down from Belton Posey. And, you know, once I got over the initial, like, wow, I kind of am in the presence of some amazing baseball players. You know, you, you tear that wall down, you realize that they're just a baseball player here to do a job. And they're just a regular guy that, you know, willing to have a conversation. You just get rid of that wall and you just you jump into it. It makes things a whole, whole lot easier. And, um, uh, Derek Rodriguez was a big help for me too. He was, he was, I mean, he's a super nice guy as I'm sure you guys yeah. all know. And yep. he was, he was willing to, to talk to me and answer my questions and, and help me learn. And we were always in the same groups and paired up together. So that's kind of how that worked out. But, um, he was a really big help, but all those guys were, everybody was, was just leaning on each other and it was pretty cool. It was, it was just to see that at that level, you know, like it still goes on because you hear all the, you know, once you get into professional baseball, everybody's in it for themselves and nobody's a team anymore. And you're just like, that's a load of crap. But then it's the what if in the back of your head. But to finally see that the guys were leaning on each other and using each other was, was pretty cool, actually. So my question plays off of Carmen's question. Who was your favorite and least favorite player to face during spring training? I, I, I don't know the guys I faced in the games I played in. I, I, I don't, I, there was a couple righties and a couple lefties. I, I, I pitched against the A's and I pitched against the Royals. I don't know who they were. <laughs> you just have tunnel vision when you're out Yeah, they, there was, their guy stepped in the box and I, yeah, I don't know who they were. And that's not a, like, uh, I don't care who they were. I just truly, like, I didn't hear their names, didn't look at the lineup, didn't just, yeah. So I don't know. If it was like Mike Trout. It could have been Babe Ruth. You might have been in there with, like, Babe Ruth. and you wouldn't I would have liked to have hoped I would have noticed him. But, <laughs> yeah. Is this normally an approach that you take then? Like, do you just try to go in there? Doesn't matter the name that's on the back of the, the jersey or was it just because it was spring training and there's just so many different dudes that you're just like, I just got to just deliver? It was more so just it was spring training and it was my first big league camp. I was just really just trying to focus on what I needed to do and, and what they were, you know, what we were working on and what they wanted to see from me. It was more so just focusing on me and what I needed to do rather than who stepped up in the box. Obviously in the season, you know, I'll go through the lineup and, you know, get the scouting report and, and go through that. Um, and that's a part of it during the season, but for spring training, especially in those, just I got the one inning and that was that um, I was just up there trying to focus on what I needed to get done. Well, you had to face some of the, the, the giants themselves, right? So maybe, maybe like a favorite or a least favorite player from your own team when you in um, practice? I, so I the one live pitcher hitter I did I didn't do it against any of the major league hitters I went back down to the minor league side and, and pitched um so I just uh, you know I got to face all my old old team or all my some of my old some of my current teammates and, and and friends so that was I mean that was I remember that that was fun is there like a particular player that we need to be on the lookout for that isn't named Joey Bart <laughs> I mean, obviously, you have Elliot Ramos, who is, I mean, I think he batted pretty close to 300 or over 300 all of last year. So, 
Um, obviously, you know, knowing his talents, um, he's, I mean, I like facing him because it's, it's that fun camaraderie and we can have that back and forth and, you know, I struck you out. Oh, I got you last time. And, you know, he's, Ramos is, is fun with that. And he's, he's, he's a good competitor and he's, he's, he's good. So it's fun to go against him for sure. I'm curious if you saw, I don't, I mean, he might be in AAA, but Melvin Adone, did you see any of his stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched some of his bullpen, saw him throw, and um, obviously he was in, in big league camp this year, so got to watch him. Uh, uh, I think I saw him pitch twice. Yeah. yeah. He's got a little velocity there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, yeah. I mean, to, I just want to be able to throw a ball that hard just once. Like, <laughs> one time, just to see what it feels like to watch my arm go with it. Like, I just, it'd be great. Uh, I don't know if, if you saw this. There was a big controver- a Twitter controversy in the Bay Area over the weekend of whether or not it's appropriate to call San Francisco Frisco. Uh, so it got me to thinking, have you been out to San Francisco yet? And if you have, what do you like about the city? Uh, yeah, I've been out to San Francisco a couple of times now. So I think three times now I've been there. And I love going there um, and being the foodie I am, Cole. Um, <laughs> I just – all the great restaurants. I mean, I, I get a new recommendation every time I go there of places to try. And um, now it's really killing me because the steakhouse that we tried right by the Bay Bridge is called something. Epic Steak. Steak. Epic Steak. That's yes. where Hunter had his uh, – Hunter had his wedding reception. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I – it's a, it, they got some beautiful views there. Um, so yeah, that that was the one Epic Steakhouse. Um, that was really good. But I like I like the sights too. I mean, we got to we did a rookie camp and we ran the Golden Gate Bridge down to Baker's Beach. And so I mean, that was a longer run than I thought it would be. To be quite honest, I think the bridge itself is a little over a mile, right? So around there. Um, I think it's a little more than a mile. Yeah. Yeah, just over. out over the water, seeing Alcatraz, and and just it was it was beautiful. And uh, so yeah, I, I love going to San Francisco. I've never personally called it Frisco. Um, I've heard people call it Frisco, but more often than not, if it's shortened, I just it's San Fran. So another controversial name for the city. <laughs> Carmen, the look on your face. <laughs> I didn't like it. I, I've heard Frisco, but I I've I have heard more people say San Fran, but I don't really use, I, if, I, I guess if I were in a casual sentence just to say it, it'd be San Fran. I've never, because Frisco is, is a town in Texas. It is. So I feel like I'd be confusing people if I said, yeah, I'm going to Frisco. Anthony, do you want to break down the proper naming convention here? Um, so, he can, so he can fit in when he I, gets SF? I've heard, as I grew up in the city, I've, I've heard more people refer to it as Frisco as anything else. In the Bay Area, it's known as the city, uh, just in the Bay. But I think, this, I think the city's acceptable, the Frisco's acceptable. And I feel like the only people I've ever heard refer to it as San Fran are out-of-towners. And you know what, Sean, you're an out-of-towner. So. I'm an out-of-towner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, out. I qualify. There you go. You can do SF, right? Yeah, I've heard that's SF. the other one. Is, uh, some people say SF. Yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going to take it from there. I'm going to go to some questions we sourced from social media. Um, a lot of people had a lot of interesting things to ask you. I'm going to start running down this list for you. Right off yeah. the bat, Jen wanted to know, what's the favorite minor league stadium or city you've played in? 
Stadium. Hey, was it the Toastman? Yeah. yeah. The actual tourist stadium was really cool because that's where they shot Bull Durham. So just that oh. little historic fact was really cool to know. Um, but like Augusta, we just they just got a brand new stadium and that place is awesome to play at and they get a great crowd. So I mean that's always fun too. Um, city. I really like going to Charleston. Charleston was a really cool city. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, because um, there's two in that league, West Virginia and South Carolina. But I, I'd have to honestly say Lexington because that's where I went to school. That's I think that's fair. By and far, um, my favorite place to, to go visit and see my friends. Do you have a favorite Kentucky baseball moment from Tom? <sighs> I got to pick one. Just one. Just one. Dang it, Tom. Um, <laughs> that, in 17, we won the school's first ever regional. And that whole weekend was pretty crazy because it's double elimination and we lost on Saturday and we fought all the way back from the loser's bracket. And we forced an elimination game on Monday and it rained cats and dogs that night. And the game, we delayed and delayed and delayed it. And the game didn't end until like 2.33 in the morning. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to close that game out. And so just that whole weekend and all the, that series of events was unbe- – it was, it was unbelievable. It was awesome. I'll never forget that. There's a, there's a lot of pictures of uh, – there's a break in the storm and there's a beautiful sunset right over the field too. And that's when we kind of started getting back going. And that, yeah, that whole weekend, especially those, that last like 12 hours or so, was unforgettable. It sounds awesome. Um, Fergusor? from Instagram wants to know what the strangest ways you've heard your last name pronounced are. We kind of dabbled in this before that we started the show. What do you got? Well, Hagel is probably the most popular <laughs> one, but the most popular one I've ever heard is just flat out just hell. Hell. <laughs> Hella. Hey. Well, and whoever wrote it down, so it was during a game. It was, uh, I think it was like summer ball, um, like Legion or VFW, whatever I was doing at the time. And so they wrote my name down and they spelled it wrong. They did S-H. So I think the person thought that it was Shane. So they actually pronounced my name Shane Hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Loco Java Man on Twitter wants to know, he's fascinated by the control you have at your height. What's your secret? It's just natural innate (laughs) ability. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I, I had a lot of really athletic friends growing up. And so I just always try to keep up with them. And that's kind of how it all started. But um, for me, I really have to focus on my core, because okay. I'm very susceptible to just flailing open and being on yeah. Um, so I have to have somewhat of a core kind of, I'm not saying I have a six pack by any means, cause that's not the case, but <laughs> I have to have some sort of core st- stability. Otherwise it's just all out the, uh, out the window. Uh, do you have any pregame rituals from raw? Doesn't have to be food related. Not really. Um, I mean, I have my routine in terms of the warm up and stretching and everything that I need to do to be able to physically be redder, ready, not redder, ready. Uh, I have that routine, but in terms of, uh, I am one of the few baseball players that is not horribly superstitious. I'm only superstitious about like two or three things and that's about it. You're just a little stitious. <laughs> just a little stitious. Yeah, exactly. Not super. Just a little. Just a little. All right. And last question from Kate. 
What was your favorite restaurant in college? And if you need it narrowed down, what was your favorite pizza restaurant in college? I mean, my favorite? Oh, boy. You're asking the food guy to narrow it down? <laughs> yeah, you can give two answers if you'd like. This was the hardest question I'll show. I like how we oh, asked him about cool. his pitching, and he's like, I don't know, I just throw the ball. And then we asked him about pitching, like, yeah, God, let me think about this. Exactly. Um, favorite restaurant would probably be Blue Door Steakhouse, one of the best steaks I've ever had. Um, yeah. Be a trend like you like meat. Big, big steak guy. Big meat. Definitely <laughs> carnivore. Things have to perish for me to eat. Um, <laughs> pizza place so my i lived in an apartment like like 60 feet from campus and it was by all the all the restaurants um like on all the restaurants and bars and everything and whatnot and the, so there's a blaze pizza there and that was probably the i frequented the most um but in one of the old warehouse districts they put in a goodfellas pizza and they've got like the 18 inch slices or they're just like the wow. giant so I, the Goodfellas is probably my favorite just because the, the feeling of just eating that giant pizza was pretty great. Uh, that Sean Jelly sized pizza. I like it. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. And they're, they're, they've got like three foot long breadsticks too. Fantastic. <laughs> when you make the major league team, the, the Giants marketing food department is going to have so much fun with you. <laughs> you're still four feet taller than a three foot sub, which is great. <laughs> Wonderful math, Anthony. <laughs> I'm really good at basic math. Like addition, subtraction, I could do, but you get me into geometry and trigonometry and it's all. No, I, I, I think the world can do without math. Um, I'm very anti-math. Uh, not actually. I'm, I'm, more, I'm a social studies history guy. It's where my mind's at. It's where my heart's at. I, I, before someone misquotes or starts blogging about that, um, yes, math is important in life. Like keep learning math. Um, Caroline has Same a school kids. Definitely gone through PR important. training. Yeah. Yes. If I were to be biased, history. But yes, math is still important. Sean <laughs> Jelly, you you love food and you hate math, so you're like 99% of everyone in ever. Sean, <laughs> yes. yes. thanks for coming on. I've learned so much about you. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Sean Jelly. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I, re I really appreciate it. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Thank you, Sean. And once again, we'll end with Put Barry in the Hall of Fame. Oh, Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>